This is episode number 11, Preparation for Loss. It won't be an easy one, so bear with me. So, this may come as a surprise, but I have not endured the death of someone that I love. I know that sounds unusual, and I'm certainly not bragging. In fact, as I speak, the loss is pending. Let me take you back in time for some background. I met my paternal grandfather once when I was 11 years old. I did not say much to him. After all, he was a stranger to me, and I never saw him again. When I was 12, I learned my paternal grandmother's name, and I searched the then useful yellow pages for it. When I found it, I called her. She answered. I told her who I was, and she told me to never call her again and abruptly ended the call. It sounds harsh, and even though I was only a preteen, it was actually the response I expected because I did know that she left my father and his brother when they were only toddlers, never to see or speak to them again. Nevertheless, I thought perhaps she had somehow secretly wondered how her sons were, and I thought that I could reunite my father with his mom. My father never knew that I made this call, and never will. I met my maternal grandparents on a visit to Columbia when I was just two years old, which of course I have no recollection of. I then saw them again when I was 11 years old. My mother had immigrated to the U.S. from Columbia when she was just 23 years old and had only returned to visit on those two occasions. When I was 14, my parents divorced. My mom and I moved to a neighboring city for a year and then moved 1,227 miles away. I then seldomly spoke to my father and saw him perhaps once every few years. Their divorce felt both like a reprieve and a death. Hindsight has taught me that the divorce and destruction of the relationship that I had with my father led me through the stages of relief, grief, and loss. My maternal grandfather passed away when I was 19. I had seen him twice in my life, so his death had no impact on me. Then, when I was 21, my maternal grandmother came to the U.S. to visit. She visited for a few days and I never saw her again. She passed away less than a decade later. The only effect it had on me was the helplessness I felt watching my mother's heartbreak. A few years ago, someone asked me if I've ever had anyone that was close to me die, and my answer was no. I then realized how blessed I was, but I also knew that it would not last very long. We have all heard the saying that the only things that are certain in this life are death and taxes. I don't know about the taxes for some, but death is inevitable for all. Almost everyone that I know has lost a loved one. Some have lost many loved ones, and responses vary. For some, the loss was relief because they lived what seemed to be the endless suffering of their loved one with death too far to grasp. For others, it was unexpected, a shock, and detrimentally incomprehensible. For others, just a part of life, a blessing, an assurance that they were in a better place than we who remain. 
a few years ago, I reconnected with my father. The little girl in me was angry, but always hopeful and somewhat relieved to have her daddy back. The last few years were relatively great. I would travel to New York and we explored, reminisced, created new memories, and I even came to feel the frustration of sometimes being treated like I was still a little girl by the father who had missed paramount moments in my life. A few months ago, communication dwindled. He stopped answering my calls and texts, and I felt that there was something very serious going on, not just what I had come to accept as his pattern of transference over the years. I decided to call the local hospitals, and he was not at any of them. So I called him one more time and left a message informing him that if he did not call me back, I would be traveling to New York to check on him. Yes, this can be perceived as a threatening tactic, but I know this man, and I knew that if something were wrong, he would not want me to invade that space until he was ready. So he would answer. I was right, and it worked. It did not take long for him to reply with a text where he shared that he was not feeling well and would call me the next day. He did call. He shared that he was indeed hospitalized, but in a nearby city. And after a few conversations over the following days, I traveled to New York to visit my father and help coordinate needed care. I did not know what to expect, and when faced with his current state, it was a mixture of stoicism and disbelief. This was certainly a learning journey where I faced the reality of the reasons why I lost my father years ago and the fact that I would lose him again a final time. It's strange to know that he will soon be at rest. And while I can't predict what finality will feel like, the expectant loss a second time around feels like something the first loss and voids have prepared me for. The process is unfamiliar with an underlying peace and clarity to a lifetime of questions and wonder. We are all preparing for loss, and in that process, I think we must focus on the gains. What are the gains? Well, there can be many. And in my case, one of those was an answer to the why. It is a gift, an answer to prayer, and best of all, closure. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. Episode number 12, coming soon.